Hello and welcome to the fifth edition of Blue Noise, Birmingham Lives, Birmingham City podcast. My name is Brian Dick and today I spent time speaking to Blue's current assistant manager, Pep Clotek. Uh, the 40-year-old spent time talking about his coaching career, his early days, forging a name for himself in Catalonia, uh, the work that took him to Sweden and Norway before taking him back to Spain. Um, he describes how he fell in love with the idea of working in British football when he was working in Scandinavia. Uh, with former Coventry player Roman Nielsen and current Denmark boss uh, Aga Harada. Uh, he also discusses working with Manuel Pellegrini, organising a conference at which Pep Guardiola was the keynote speaker, uh, his admiration for Gary Rowett and the work he did turning Blues around uh, three or four years ago, and also his relationship with Gary Monk. Um, but first of all, he talked to me about the scenes at Bolton on Tuesday night, the, the mutual appreciation between fans and players. And coaches, let it be said, after a hard-fought victory. And he explains why he decided to film them. Thanks. So, can we start with uh, with Tuesday night, please? What a, an outstanding night that was, and, and particularly the scenes at the end. I saw you uh, go to the fans, and you, you were recording recording the scenes on your phone. Can you can you t- explain what you were feeling then? And, and yeah, it was. Um... It was a fantastic moment and actually, you know, that was just a coincidence because uh, we never had the phones with us. And, uh, but I changed my jacket uh, for the game and, and, and then after the game, um, it was, I think it was a, a fantastic, um, very emotional because we, we worked very hard to get that result and, and we fought very hard and the players, they had a, an outstanding performance in work. Well, it was going to be a really tough game. It turned out to be a really tough game, and 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 the situations that we came through because of the red, that red card and and it posed really really a threat for us in the last minute. And and we felt from the bench, we felt it, and the lads felt it as well on the pitch that uh, those fans they, they they were putting the extra uh, for the team and and they believe in coming, making so many miles uh, on a Tuesday night and uh, in the situation the team is in. That showed uh, that belief in in what all the players are doing. That we, we go through a lot of emotions, and, and and Gary said, "Yeah, everyone, everyone with the fans, obviously." It was it was a, a feeling on us that we, we all wanted to do it because actually they were absolutely part of, of what we achieved on Tuesday, and and when I was there in front of them, I, I thought. I, w- I, was, I was grabbing my, my jacket and I thought the phone was there. Oh, wow, it's a fantastic opportunity too because that is so great uh, from the point that I was that it has to be captured and, you know, and I wanted to capture it because I only had this feeling um, once before. In all, I've been on many fantastic clubs, but uh, when we were in Leeds, in Leeds last season, I had the same feeling and, and, and I thought, wow, this has to be captured because that's the, the, the true nature of, of the British game. You know? And have you watched the footage back? Yeah. Well, how, how did it make you feel? Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. It was spine tingling, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah, because it, and and when I hear it back, it turns to me, uh, it transports me to the middle of the game where we're suffering and, and the fans were there, hundred percent with us, and, and and so it gets all those memories back. Mm. And and that is what you and Gary are trying to unlock at Birmingham City, isn't it? Because because it's always been a club with a with a powerful fan base and when the fans and the team are, are united that it, big things can be achieved we've seen it here and, yeah. and is that 
Is that why you're here, to, to, to feed off that unity and create something special? Well, in the end, we're here to, to try to win football games, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but since we started, we got it in, in Swansea five years ago, and, and from me, that I didn't know him before, uh, until the moment that we actually started working together, because to, Michael Adler brought me into Swansea, and then and Jenkins, and then Jenkins decided to, to put us together to, to take over the, the first team. And from always being his number two, and not knowing him from before, uh, I quite know him very well, you know, and I think he gets that. That's a fantastic, uh, a good tool for a manager. He gets, he get, he gets the importance of, of, of the, the, the unity in clubs. He was a captain in Swansea, and, and he kept a very strong sense of unity and togetherness in the dressing room. That actually, that is his main trademark, as I, I would define as a, as a manager, because he managed to, to get really good unity, not only uh, between us and the staff, that we are really a strong team, but as well with the players and with the fans. And it turned out that all the actions that we do, we respect that unity, we respect that, that work that the players are doing, and, and the players respect the work that we are doing. That creates a sense of unity that's very well guided uh, under Gary. And, and, and Gary is able to, to create that sense of spirit that, actually, that it transports it to, to the fans. And then I think then, then you become a, a strong club, I think. It makes it you enjoy it as well. Yeah, of course. What What did you know of Birmingham City when when you came here? About the football? Yeah. <clears throat> I knew it because um, I knew it very well because when we were in Swansea, Gary Robert came from Burton, I think, mm -hmm. came came to Birmingham, and I was doing a lot of work uh, uh, for Swansea for Gary as well on the recruitment side, so we were analysing as well the the championship and and I was following closely uh, the whole championship of course and then I followed very well when Gary came in because I saw a huge transformation in in, in, in the club mm. in the team tactically I was I was analyzing from the point of view of the actually of the players you know trying to you know expand a little bit our, our recruitment and know a little bit what, what the championship was and because I was as well new in, in the British football and and I saw a good, uh, a good swift, you know, a good change into, into what Gary Rao was trying to do. And since then I always followed uh, Birmingham. And I thought always, when, when Gary gave me the call uh, to get back together into this project, I, I told him, I remember Birmingham because I followed since we were in Swansea. And it catched me the idea of what Gary did here before, be very, very solid, be always in the game, trying to be very well organized, trying to do that then be, be strong when going forward without being exposed. I think that he did the right thing. You know, and, and I was I was very happy because uh, Gary Monk uh, thought the same, you know, and and so I knew I knew the team well since that as well. It's a funny coincidence. Last season when we came here with Leeds, I was the manager because Gary was um, in the stands that game. So I was the manager here. Uh, and that was, I think it was the spring, you know. So it was a coincidence. So, so now being back, uh, being back here, it's, it's, it's funny for me because it's one of the teams that I followed very well. Birmingham followed very well as well. Clubs like they, they were in the Premier League and relegated, like it's a Fulham, you know, because I'm very interested in on how you change dynamics from, from coming down and, 
and then what needs to really be addressed to change that mentality into into be competing again you know mm. so those those kind of clubs because we always felt when we were in Swansea that they have players who, who might play in the, in the Premier League that's why we, we started to to follow the, the championship clubs um, what did you think of last season 2017 for Birmingham because it Covering the club, it, it, it was a difficult year. Lots of changes in managers, lots of new players coming up. What, what was it like watching from the outside? And what do you think? This season, you mean? Uh, last last 20, 2017. And yeah. With yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I followed very well because we were in Leeds and and uh, we played Birmingham at home, us in Leeds, and Birmingham they were so difficult to to beat. First half we could dominate because. <clears throat> they're trying to sit a little bit more Birmingham to us and they changed a little bit the, the display of, of the team and we could dominate a little bit more but not really get get enough to hurt them and and second half Birmingham was much better and they, and they won and it was a very good game from Birmingham uh, City they played more to, to their strengths to the character what they normally used to, used to do and so follow I thought well it's a big contender for the playoff Birmingham I thought in the beginning of the season big contender because uh, we, we did play Fulham in the beginning of the league, play Kupia, uh, Birmingham was that. That was our spell. We were not good at, at that time, uh, but Birmingham were, were really difficult to beat. You know, it was another coincidence as well. We came, the first game that we saw live at the Championship, Gary and me, was the first game of Birmingham, first game of the season here. That we, we came to, to, to see the game here because they were, playing, they were playing against the opposition that we were playing next. Well, we had Birmingham next and they were playing against the opposition that we had it, um, as well, we wanted to see. And we met Hesselbank, and, and and I remember that we all agreed there that um, that Birmingham look a team that uh, might be might be good contenders. You know, they were coming from a, a really good season season before, stabilised and on the way up for what I thought. And 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 then it changed a little bit, you know, and 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 it changed a lot. It changed, yeah, <laughs> changed changed. But but that's the nature of the game, you know. Things change so dramatically, so yeah. quickly, and. And obviously, this season has not been um, obviously they don't have the results that, that the club was looking forward to have, and and got us into into this situation. But but it's all about understanding that how how much things change in football mm. to the to the to the worse, but as well to the good, you know. Mm. And it's important to keep that balance in in, in performances and, and and that long term uh, stability in clubs. I think that that's always a. Uh, a good thing for clubs, but I know it's difficult because when change, when things change that quick, you know, it's not easy to keep uh, your head cool. Mm. Uh, and what did you, what did you find when you, when you came here as, as an employee of the club? Now, uh, I found it um, first. I came because of three reasons. You know, the timing was right uh, because I was, I was not working at the moment when I got, a, got, the, got that option. Second, I, saw, I thought that. The, the challenge is, is massively. There's a, there's a lot of things to take on, and and there will be a lot of positives to take on. And and and, and to be fair, Gary was always, uh, and me too. We were very optimistic that, that we can help. We can help to 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 get it to get it good, you know. Mm. And 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 the reason I always thought that working with Gary, we always been successful together, you know. And, so I thought if we can be a little bit successful and, and do it in a club like Birmingham, in the situation they are now, I think we've got to give something back to football very nice, you know. And, and when we came here, we found a group, a core group of players, very, very interested on putting it right. 
with a strong will of putting rights away, with a strong will of working very hard, a strong will of, of, of understanding that, yeah, we are in a dogfight now, but we'll get through it, we'll get through it, and, and we'll find ourselves together here with a little bit of the siege mentality, you know, put it together here in the training ground, and, and, and we'll, we'll, show, we'll show everyone that we can do it. And, and watching this from the players gives you plenty of confidence. We came here very confident that we, that we could help you know, and, and watching this this response back from the players, it just shows how how good professionals they are and how much they 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 love their profession and their club. You know, to do it, and it just we knew there was going to be hard in the beginning with not not much time to work, but eventually uh, we'll get the the games in because we saw it in their eyes that that they will do it. And now we're very we we're positive, understanding as well that we have improved a little bit, but still we're still in a dogfight and still a lot of Tough, tough games to come, and all of them are very important. Mm. The, the last f sort of five, four or five games are very difficult, aren't they, against teams in the, in the top of the division. So, do you feel the pressure now that you, you have to have to take the points now because it's going to be a difficult running, or, or do you feel that you're so the team is gaining confidence that they can they can tackle the top teams now? It's not easy to to say because. Being two or three games ahead is, is, is a luxury in football, you know. Um, what we managed as a team to do very well is to focus 100% on, on, on every game and try to play to our strengths every game and, and try to, to, to get at that and leave everything in the pitch uh, to make sure that we, that we deserve to have those three points. And, and, and uh, the players have done it brilliantly and fantastically. Uh, that's the way to challenge any team, not, not only the top team, but but any team, I think for us, all the games are very difficult because if you don't play a top team, then you're playing a team that is fighting for a similar situation that you are fighting for, and that makes it really, really difficult. Um, I do think that uh, that we all believe in what we're doing, and we all believe that uh, we have football to to fo enough football to uh, to match any team possible, and and that if 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 you lose a game, it's going to be because um, uh, because someone had a better day than you or, or had a uh, or was more clinical than you or, or these things they will not be because they, they put more than us you know and, and that's I think is what what was strong for us in the last few games and, and what will be a, a big weapon coming forward but every three points from now on or every game is going to be a, a really tough one. Is the team in a much better place now than when you found it a month ago? Yeah obviously because we are <coughs> In the, in the table, we are a bit in a, in a better position, mm. this, despite of that. And I understand because we won the last three games. Let me use this moment that I, that I have the opportunity to talk, right, to, to say that I would like all the fans to understand that, and I said again, that we are in a dogfight. Mm. And, and we're going to be in a dogfight until the end, until it's mathematically uh, confirmed. Uh, and every game is very, very difficult. And, and, and the fact that we won the last three, it only it only gives us confidence to know that, that we are a bit closer to the goal that we want to be. But every game is very difficult. On Saturday, for example, uh, Burton is a, uh, for them it's only one way to, to this game. So uh, that makes it really, really difficult. It's very important that we all understand this and we don't think that one thing is achieved before it is. And it's very important that we got to that point as a club that, that we're fighting together, not only the players that are putting all their effort into it, but as well 
uh, with the funds are fighting together for the same goal, it's very important not to think that we've done it before time and, and, and keep doing it and keep doing it and, 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 and take one more step every week. You know. I guess you're looking to, looking to the point where the club is mathematically safe. Yeah. And then you can really get into some detail over the summer. That, that, is that what excites you as a, as a coach? Yeah, but the, more, the longer I'm in the game, the, the, the more I, I enjoy as well the, the process, you know, the, the, the journey. The, yeah, the journey. Yeah. Because before I thought, when, I, when you start a little bit, you think, okay, well, we get to this point and then we can plan. No, this way, it's a nice way of thinking, but, but then suddenly you realize that you missed, you know, or think about what will be, you miss, you miss the journey. I think the most important thing in football is the journey. We are now in the middle of a journey that that the players are paying us uh, with all their effort and all their all their motivation is there, all their their will to 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 get the best for this team is there, and and we're having a strong performance at, with these players, and and we have to enjoy that that part as well because these are the the solid bases that helps you as well when you get safe to to plan something for for the future. You know, I think it's important that we focus well on the journey because then we can we can value what, what the players are doing for us at the minute. Speaking about journey, your journey has been a, a long one, hasn't it, through your, through your coaching career. Yeah. Can you take me back to when you were growing up in Catalonia? And yeah. I'd, without putting words in your mouth, I guess every little boy wanted to play for Barcelona, did they? And, and Was that who you were when you were growing up in Catalonia? I think, yeah, everyone, because the, the influence that, that Barca has on on the Catalan people is, is massive because it's more than really it's more than a club because it's not only a football club but they have a team on every sport that you can imagine you know it's a it's a huge club it's it's a social club it's a way of thinking it's a, they're representing and supporting uh, the, a country as well in 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 their own thinking and and at the same time is they create a, a a fight as well with people who supports uh, Real Madrid and and other other clubs but obviously uh, my father is a member of the club. It, it took me there every every we played Sundays and normally every Sunday. So I, <clears throat> I could see at, at, since I was a kid. I remember my first games was when Cruyff um, started to coach Barca. So I saw all the players. I saw players there afterwards. I saw players playing there afterwards. I had the pleasure to work with as a them as a manager, so, like like Valverde, for example. Now the coach, the the manager in Barca. He was the manager in Espanol when I was. <clears throat> Working on the 17th and the 19th in the academy, you know? so and Guardiola as well. I saw his debut, and and so obviously my, my father made his best to get me as a as a Barca fan, but he, he didn't really succeed because the fact that I worked after for Espanol, I spent five years with Espanol, it, it made made me a little bit more more think in the world. There are other clubs as well than than, yeah. than Barcelona, but the, 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 the influence is, is massive, and <clears throat> it really influenced to a point that everyone thinks in Catalonia that the way the Barca plays is the way the football should be played, you know. And that's something not, not really, really good because Barca has a, a resources and, a, and, a, and a, an ability to do things that, that, well, there's other kinds of football, other kinds of playing the game, you know. And, but that, that gave me that, that knowledge as well. And, and obviously afterwards uh, I had a journey that took me all over through, through Europe. I spent, yeah, that, those five years in Espanol and, and they have managed almost all the age groups, you know, under 17s and under 19s and reserve team with the promotions and and we won the Spanish title with under 90 for the first time in, in the history of the club and we developed 
we developed counting around 22 players for La Liga in, in, in three seasons. That, that was fantastic for the club. After also went to Sweden to work as assistant manager for Roland Nilsson in Malmo when we won the league and, and the team made a, a journey into Europe and spent really good time in Sweden because, uh, uh, because it was my first time. I traveled all over the world before watching managers or coaches uh, doing things and training and obviously learning from them. Uh, but that was the first time that I was actually working uh, in a country, adapting myself to a country, to a society, to a club, to a different way of thinking. And Sweden was, was, was a great place to start doing that. And after those was Norway when I had the opportunity to work as a head coach for, for Oheide. Oheide is now the national team manager in Denmark. He played for Man City and Norwich. And him and Roland Nielsen, they were always talking about their time playing in England. That was my first uh, grasp, gasps of, of, of British food from the inside. And so it was always in the back of my head. But then, when I went to Malaga to work as a reserve team manager and, and, and young players and talent developer for, for Pellegrini, who was the first team manager then. Uh, then after that season, yeah, my, I got a call from Michael Allen to, they were looking someone very specific for, for that role in Swansea. And I was interested straight away, you know, and then, and then the fact of working for Swansea was a club that was valuing that kind of football that was a little bit similar to the Spanish football and with, with, with that little bit of influence and they managed to get successful with it all the way through the leagues and, and the project was, was really nice and then I, then I met Gary, you know, and then I followed, followed that thesis and, and that's a little bit the journey, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it's, I never really wanted to be a coach or, or a manager or, or nothing, it just turned out, it turned out, but I, I always loved that game and could not make it a professional player. Uh, now I can be professional at that game. It's something that makes me makes me really proud. But that means that I had to put a lot of work to mm -hmm. to counter that as well. And 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 now I'm enjoying the fact that every year you learn something that helps you in your new next challenge. You know, and 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 when you see what we're trying to do now, it reminds you of things that you've done before. You know, mm -hmm. and. And this is our professional club, you know, when, when you start, I work for, for my hometown club or for Cornellà, near Barcelona, they are, they are semi-amateur clubs, sorry, semi-pro clubs, you know, they all, all give you ideas and, and you model them through the years. Mm. So, so you wanted to be a, a professional, you were in your early 20s where you only decided yeah. to, that you were going to become a coach? Actually, no, because I got injured, but an operation in the knee, I could not, uh, I had to use crouches, could not put my foot in the ground mm. for six months was osteochondritis I had. And, and, and then someone said, well, meanwhile, if you want, you know, give us a hand here with the, with the little ones, you know, and, and yeah, I started to do that. And afterwards I realized, well, you know, it's a good way as well to enjoy football and not raise your physical, you know. So and then I just, it turned out that I, it was good for me that, you know, so it turned out to be like that. And you, I think I read somewhere you went to a conference at, where Pep Guardiola was speaking. No. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a director. Uh, in 2006, I was managing in the 17s in Spain. And then there was a change in the FA in my country. And, and they, they needed to change the, the coaches' school, you know, for, to develop new, new pro licenses and new BNA licenses to turn it into the system you have here. So they appointed me as a director 
coaches school, so I had to design the, the pro licenses and, mm. and all these things. And one of the important things I thought is to give, um, to give our students who's going to become coaches, you know, master classes for someone very sp on very specific matters, right, on very specific details. And, and then we brought Guardiola in mm. to show and to give a, a presentation. He actually was fantastic. Uh, give a presentation on, on how to build offensive football and um, but actually it was it was very generous because he did show how his teams are playing. He was in the reserve team in Barca. And he, he did show how his team is playing, all his philosophy and he showed it for ninety minutes like if it was a training session so it in the pitch. And normally we had at that day we had two hundred uh, students who attend that. We had to change Suddenly, we had to change because, uh, you know, we had the football, the, the, the coaching school that was made in Barcelona, you know, but we had a s small school all over around the Catalonia area. So everyone, a lot of people came, you know, because that was open to, to everyone. So we had to suddenly change the venue on the same day and I had to get him mic'd up. And so it was, it was we filled it. It was a little stadium. We filled it with, with, with a lot of coaches and they wanted to hear Guardiola. That was his first season uh, as, a, as a manager. As a, as a head coach, and and obviously I was a director, so I I, I heard it and I, I heard the lesson. And afterwards, again because we created another another course, very specific for professional level on 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 new methodologies applies to apply to to training, and we had a lot of uh, of main guests and on different methodologies. You know, we mixed. Methodology used in in Portugal, where Mourinho was one of the of the main main men on it, and so he sent us a <coughs> Mourinho sent us a, a someone from his staff to to show exactly where there was a tactical periodization, things that are very common now, but they were not at the moment. Yeah. And Guardiola was a student as well on that on that class, you know. But we have many many lectures of, in those in those ways. Yeah. So so as a young coach, you're, you're yeah, the influence you're, is massive. You're, yeah, yeah, you're seeing Guardiola, you're hearing Mourinho's methods, you're working with Pellegrini. Are you soaking this up like a sponge all the time? Yeah, absolutely. I follow that. And, and, and you learn from everyone, and, and especially when you work with them. But I've done crazy things, and I don't, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I've done crazy things. Not only going to Germany and living there, and, and because at that time, if you remember 2003, I was on my pro license. Pro license was. I mean, I brought my pro license in 2003. So, after I took the pro license, I had uh, some time off, a few months, so I went and lived in Munich, just because I was very, very, um, very focused on how, uh, very surprised on how my Bayern Munich was playing uh, a 3 4 3 at the minute, that no one in Europe was playing. And, and they were having. Some ups and downs on it, but very strong performances, and and and, and I was very interested. I think, well, I want to see how they coach it, how they train it, how they how they get to the point of that. You know, Olmar Hitzel was the manager, so I went there, spent a lot of time there. They were playing there, four three three, three five two, this kind of, you know, not with a not with a pair defense like four, but unpaired defense like, and even defense like threes and fives and this kind of things. That it was not used. Now it's more common, but it was not not used at that time. The four two three one was. Dominant in Europe, but at, but as well, to to I went to Holland, visit every club in Holland. I think everyone does that. There. Everyone goes to Holland and visit every club and visit Ajax and, and visit 
Ado and visit uh, uh, PSV and on that and, and friends as well. Always on that. Always on that. And 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 when you are there, yeah, you soak it. What else can you do? You, know, you soak it because uh, it's gonna it's gonna make you better. You know, it's gonna make you better. Uh, Clay Fontaine, sorry, but Clay Fontaine, I visit the, the national team. I got one 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 little from the national team manager in France, the ones that they won the World Cup remember. I was a student then in, in my second year for the pro license. That's two years there. So they took us there on a trip and showed that Clairefontaine there was they do a, a center where the uh, French FA developed talent. But they made that because they, they realized the national team was not at the standard that they wanted, so they had to, to make a program for 20 years to develop talent. And I saw things there that that really that really shocked me, you know, on, on how important is uh, the technical work to, to create players. Well, after all the players that they, they created through that program. It's unbelievable in France, you know, all the, all the big French players that, that you think about now. Apart from Zidane, there was a product on its own. All the others, mostly, they come from, from, from that program. Like a factory. Yeah. 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 And uh, do you find, with, with all these continental method, methods, you've been working in, in Britain for, for several years now, do you find the British footballer receptive and, and open-minded? Oh, yeah. Or, or still stuck in their ways a little bit? No, no, no. I, I, on the contrary, I think that... Um, it got very continental on the on the methodology, on the sports science as well. You know, came a little bit later because I'm used to working with sports science in Spain since since early early 2000. Here they came a little bit later. You know, they started to to develop them. They had to be some before, of course, but I always found very very welcome. Maybe because I went to Swansea, you know, there was very continental thinking. Quite progressive. Yeah. 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 And. And, and Gary has this mentality as well. Gary, Gary has a fantastic mentality on, on joining what, what it really works here with, with good ideas from outside. You know, I think that makes it that makes it very, very exciting in in that process. You know, and, and so. But, but afterwards, uh, I think that um, I think the most important thing is that I love British football because there's passion, because there's importance in the values of the game, because there's importance on deserve this important of on the effort well that was pep clotte blues assistant manager uh, what struck me most uh, about was it was how much he crammed into his career so far and he's still only 40 years old uh, it's obvious to me speaking to him before during and after that the connection he has with monk their mutual respect and and how way, how they work so well together hopefully that is a relationship that will benefit Birmingham city for a long time to come They've given themselves an opportunity with, with three successive wins uh, to go on and, and, as I say, hopefully build something uh, long-lasting into the future. But for now, as with Monk, the mantra with, with Pep was game by game. Uh, both men are looking no further than the next match, which at this moment in time is uh, this weekend against Burton. Um, they also, Blues then go to Bristol City on Tuesday night. Um, the Burton game particularly is, is a match that... Uh, that both Monk and Clotte feel will be a good good deal more difficult than, than many suspect. I hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, you can find our growing back catalogue on Audio Boom, uh, which, which also features exclusive interviews uh, with, with Monk himself, Blues great Trevor Francis and uh, Under 18's boss Steve Spooner. Uh, as I say, thanks for your time, thanks for listening, hope you enjoyed it and keep right on.